Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to a special and unusual episode of the In Focus podcast. I say unusual because I think this is the first time that we are recording this entire segment from outside the Hindus offices. But um, we live in unusual times, uh, certainly worrying times. So this episode is the start of a series that we will do along with our regular podcast episodes, basically chronicling and analyzing the latest developments with regard to the coronavirus story in India, the spread of COVID-19. We'll try and bring you something most days or every day, at least uh, every day that something major happens. Sometimes as a bonus episode to other stuff we discuss on the podcast, and sometimes like today, uh, perhaps as the only standalone episode. We have just finished listening to Prime Minister Narendra Modi's address to the nation. Quite a somber speech in tone, though we are here now soon after to discuss whether there were any significant policy announcements made or anything that really moved the needle on what we know. So the great advantage to having a podcast like this is that we can either plan episodes for for a long time or in instances like these, just get uh, just get reactions straight away and put something out straight away. So I'm happy to be joined today by uh, Jacob Koshi, who's our deputy science editor, and Suhasini Haider, our national editor. Um, so right, let's. As I said in the intro, um, we've just finished hearing the speech. We've had about half an hour to process. And uh, Jacob, I'll just come to you first. Uh, what what has this really moved the needle? Uh, we do know what we know and what do we, have we learned anything new now from the Prime Minister's speech? Well, we, we haven't uh, heard anything new except for the fact that uh, because the Prime Minister, whenever he speaks at 8pm, is always so momentous and everybody kind of kind of tunes in, he does seem to have conveyed the seriousness of the, you know, of the pandemic, that it is something that is not to be taken lightly and he has kind of brought the message of social isolation home and uh, i think because you know because of the popularity that he enjoys and because he has conveyed that there is a sense of urgency i think that would be conveyed but on the other hand uh, i do not think that uh, you know he has really you know given any plan forward because the janta curfew that he has announced is you know, is just a to- it's it's token symbolism. I mean, it is there is nothing that really is achieved by observing a day of sitting in your home and uh, thanking all the people who uh, you know who support you and who offer your services. You know, to you know to run yours and, my, and our daily life. So, in that sense, yes, he's got an entire audience, but I do think it's kind of a wasted opportunity. Right. So, Swasni, uh, some specific questions uh, to you later on how we're dealing with travel restrictions, etc. But what are your first impressions of uh, the address? Well, I, I mean, one can only hope that this is a, a one of a series. Clearly, as Jacob said, the prime minister uh, achieved the uh, achieved the the goal of really showing how seriously the government takes uh, the current crisis. Uh, but we didn't go beyond. Uh, you know, the behavioral suggestions that he made, 
uh, two more medical suggestions, two more structural uh, suggestions, or uh, even policy changes that the government might be planning right now to deal with the coronavirus. Um, we didn't also really get a sense of where uh, the government thinks it is in tackling the virus at the moment. Um, but I think a few things he said are important simply because of what we've seen people do in the last uh, few days, you know, for example, telling people not to hoard or stock up on, on, on an inordinate amount of rations, um, because we've seen just in the 24 hours before his, um, uh, his speech, when he had announced that he was going to make this, uh, uh, this speech, people have been hoarding. And we've seen uh, uh, groceries, pharmacies really being stripped bare around the country, I understand. Uh, he's also asked uh, that people don't cut the wages of those who are working for them and allow them time off in case they need it to deal with the virus. He's talked about social distancing, although only really recommended one day of social distancing. Uh, and and uh, at the end, he has really said, uh, that we need to show as a nation, we need to show our gratitude to emergency workers, to healthcare workers, uh, with this suggestion that people should come out in the evening and uh, clap or or or, or uh, you know ring a bell in appreciation of all of those who are working. Now, um, my my own sense is this is this is not anything really out of the box. We've seen countries like Spain and Italy already hold these kind of um, uh, days when people come out to thank. Uh, uh, you know, all their healthcare workers by standing on their balconies and, and really observing social distancing. But in those countries, we've actually seen people live inside their homes for, uh, uh, for uh, days, if not weeks. Uh, the prime minister is not suggesting this yet. Maybe his point is, let's do this as a drill and uh, uh, make sure that we can do this if India needs to. Okay, so I don't know about I don't know about both you guys, but I was getting messages from friends throughout uh, the speech, the address, um, asking why um, Prime Minister Modi is not saying more about testing. I think that seems to be the catchword that everybody is now focusing on. Uh, I got messages saying why isn't he advocating an aggressive testing policy? So Jacob, I just want to yeah. ask you this. I yes. mean, I don't want to. I know that this is an entire separate episode, a separate series, perhaps on you know, what kind of testing we're doing. But uh, it, it, was that a very glaring omission to you? Very much, because the central debate that has really uh, come up in the last few days is, are we really registering the cases that we are, uh, that is being presented to us? I mean, uh, the 150 odd cases and, uh, you know, just about 500 to, I mean, 1,500 1, samples that are being tested uh, in in a, in a sort of random way to check for community transmission, I think that that is that is extremely low given the population of India. I mean, we are just three per million, and most countries, uh, you know, even the U.S., which has been lambasted for its uh, testing, has got nearly twenty six per million uh, in term. So this was a this was a major so source of confusion that has been uh, brewing up in the last couple of days, and I think the prime minister lost a. Uh, a major op uh, opportunity to kind of put some kind of clarity on this. Maybe he could have just, uh, you know, in all the other uh, point, in, in all the other points that he made, he he idly should have said whether the country has enough kits, whether the uh, the testing policy that is now in place is, uh, you know, is really the ideal one. Because in all of 
what we are hearing so far i mean the icmr has basically said that it is not under not scaling up testing because it doesn't want to create fear and panic but fear and panic is exactly what in a sense is being created i don't know what panic is if people are not you know as swas has mentioned you know going to supermarkets and clearing out whereas on the other hand you 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 seeing uh you know people worried about people are, are going to bath labs and getting turned away because you know they feel that they are sick but you know uh they are not eligible to be tested even if they show all kinds of symptoms so this was i think this was uh, uh you know a major omission on the part of the pm and if the plan is you know to put in some kind of behavioral nudge or something just to test uh you know how people are going to behave and will harsher restrictions uh you know will be harsher restrictions be more pal- palatable to people uh i don't know it seems like an interesting behavioral experiment that might be written about in journals or you know could occupy a lot of intellectual think after you know for a long time but uh it's uh, i there is an unmistakable element of tokenism and grandstanding that we have kind of uh, seen on display so asni um the prime minister did mention other countries and how they're dealing with the virus um did did you notice anything particular that he said about approaches to treatment anything that he said about testing the icmr has come out and said that the who um well it's not a mandate but their advisory to you know test as many patients as possible doesn't necessarily apply to india so what do you make of that aspect of the speech i think he basically was making the point that there's different strokes for different folks uh and uh clearly india has as you said the icmr has made this point uh, that test 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 is not really the way india is going forward they have decided as jacob said to maybe look at a small sample and say on the basis of that uh, where india is uh, in terms of uh, the stage of of um, a communi- uh, you know communicate uh, getting the disease um i think the the fact is that uh, every country is having to find its own way and uh, when when you mention other countries uh, i think we've seen uh, there has been the model that india has approached where they actually restricted entry of uh, people from outside india fairly early on uh, given the number of cases inside india they restricted not only you know india is one of the few countries that has restricted not only uh, foreigners from coming into india but also residents and uh, indian mm-hmm. citizens abroad uh, ocis uh, overseas citizens of india who are actually re- residents in india all of them have been stopped from coming back and there's been a kind of controlled allowing people to come back with covid free certificates as well as uh, stopping the flights from coming there are a number of countries from uh, where uh, as of today i think there are about 37 countries from which there are major tra- travel restrictions if somebody wants to come in um and and so that has been india's uh, um if you like uh, india's modus operandi so far in terms of just stopping stopping the coronavirus strain from coming in because the the belief is that at this moment uh, most of the threat is from people coming from coming out from outside i don't know if that is going to last uh, but but certainly that has been much more of a focus if you ask me uh, in terms of what the government says it's been doing you know they set up a control room early on a 24/7 control room their first reaction was uh, to stop all flights from wuhan from china 
and then to send in special flights to china to bring back indians put them in um, in quarantines over here uh, then the same thing happened with iran now i think italy is a point of concern uh, but you're seeing the similar kind of strategy which is first to stop all flights from there then to send in teams to actually try and test people over there uh, and then bring back those who are positive you know this is another place where india has made a very strong statement i don't know how it may be seen in um, maybe in the long term but india has essentially said that all indians who are covid negative and can be provably covid negative are welcome to return however they have not brought back any of the positive cases so you have these cases in iran in italy and other countries uh, where indians are basically awaiting uh, the government uh, to uh, certify them to to be allowed to come back home uh, so these these are unusual measures that have been taken uh, maybe uh, um, uh, maybe the idea is still to stop them stop the strain before it comes in but jacob probably has a better idea of how well that's working internally yeah if you could just add to that uh... these are all these were all have been great measures if you were 110% sure that this is going to last for just a couple of months that is you know there is this particular virus strain and you know it will over time die out but the novelty of this of SARS-CoV-2 is that we really do not know how it's going to pan out for maybe this year or the year after because the history of viruses show that you know uh, sometimes the same virus can come in multiple waves now we could all just hurt ourselves in for a couple of months you know for two or three months and suffer through it but fatigue is going to kick in and you know and the 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 compulsions of our normal work lives are going to take people out more and more what is saying that you know a new uh, i mean a, a, a new mutation of this strain will not then hit in fact the months uh, that that are going to be going ahead in i mean uh, august and uh, actually just post summer july august they are if they are highly conducive for uh, new uh, for you know new versions of the strain so of new strain so how are we going to really uh, deal with that so that's exactly why i think this is uh, you know this is a bit problematic and just mere isolation and focusing everything on isolation right now and giving it precedence over you know much more significant testing is a bad strategy is okay um i think for the benefit of our listeners we'll just end with up the latest updates from each of your fields uh, so hasni there was a press conference today by the external affairs ministry and um as i'm reading now i think the uh, all passenger flights to india have been stopped i think from the 22nd from to the, the 29th that's right from the 22nd uh, yeah go ahead so, so that is that is really uh, the big news of uh, of the day that um, uh, from march 22nd which coincidentally is also the day the prime minister has called for this janta curfew uh, that what we're seeing is uh, that uh, that we're going to have um, uh, no flights coming in for the moment they're saying that this is until march 29th essentially they're saying from march 22nd for a week and uh, so we expect that in in uh, due course those flights will be restarted um they're also making uh, an appeal again to people people over 65 uh, to stay indoors they're reducing the number of government uh, uh, employees that need to come into work um and making uh, you know uh, directives really for children to be uh, kept home 
uh, and for others uh, not to crowd hospitals. Um, in terms of the, the Ministry of External Affairs, and you know, this is a coordinated effort that they are planning with, uh, with several ministries. Uh, they have already, as I said, put about 37 countries on a travel restriction list. Now, this is huge because it encompasses all of Europe. Uh, it certainly has uh, much of Asia as well in it. Um, so far, we have not seen those restrictions being put on the U.S., but if those were to follow, then you would see many more. You'd hear of many more Indians being kept out right now. Uh, another thing that's happened in the last few days is that uh, because visas have been restricted and visas have actually been canceled and, and OCIs are not allowed to come, what you're going to see in the next few days in any case is the number of uh, people wanting to travel is going to come down. So uh, I think the government had, had decided that this would probably be the best time to, uh, to actually stop flights uh, from coming in. The second problem, and this is something the Ministry of External Affairs tried today to explain at a press conference, is that uh, they are now looking at hundreds of Indians, if not thousands, in various airports around the world. Uh, they've all been left in transit, really hanging and waiting for ways to come back home. Uh, they say missions all around the world are trying to help them find accommodation, trying to help them uh, work out their arrangements while they will be abroad for possibly what could be a week, but maybe much more, could be two or three weeks. Um, the government is saying now, and I'm hearing this much more cl clearly today than perhaps before, that Indians must stay put wherever they are. That's the message going out from the government today. Stay where you are, try and find accommodation, because right now it's better for you and it's better for perhaps your loved ones back home and others that, that, uh, that could be at risk if nobody tries to travel right now. Thank you, Sohasni. And uh, Jacob, what can we expect yeah. in terms of uh, the announcements that everybody seems to be waiting for about testing over the next few days? Well, it's uh, since yesterday, the ICMR that has, uh, you know, has sent, has set out guidelines which private testing facilities uh, must follow, uh, yeah. you know, before they can get accredited if they want to offer their own diagnostic assays. Now, uh, that is, th there are about 16 uh, firms, you know, in India who have, uh, you know, who have all developed diagnostic kits for, uh, for COVID-19. But they, are, they all have to be evaluated by the National Institute of Virology in Pune, which is the only nodal center right now, which basically judges if these kits are good enough for, pub for mass use or not. So uh, we should know in the next week odd or, or in 10 days, certainly before April 1st, whether, uh, you know, these guys will be allowed to scale up. And now that that would be a pretty uh, big thing if at least a few of them are allowed because it brings down the cost of testing. Most of many companies that I have spoken to say that, you know, they're ready to offer these tests for, you know, nearly half the cost at least of the current cost of testing. Right now it's about 5,000 rupees, which the government pays. Um, and the testing is free for end you for anybody, but you know, it costs the exchequer 5,000 a test. So these guys are offering it lower. And so maybe, uh, you know, it could lead to some amount of mass, uh, you know, large scale testing, but it all depends on whether ICMR in its, you know, in its, in, in its strategy actually discovers instances of community transmission. That is, you know, people are, uh, you discover positive cases among those people without any con uh, connect to 
you know, people who have come in from abroad or contact or their contacts. That once the ICMR formally, you know, declares something like that, then, you know, it could completely change the game in terms of testing. Then we will be, uh, you know, we will be in a completely new zone. That will also then bring in the issues of uh, hospital access. We we have very few beds per million again, and it's even it's it's going to be a. We also don't know whether we have enough ventilators, etc. Across states, some states are going to do exceptionally well. I believe. I mean, Kerala, Tamil Nadu, but you know there are many other states where if there are going to be a surfeit of cases, you're going to see. Uh, you know a lot of problems and we're not even talking about rural india or you know uh, rural urban uh, agglomerations i mean there's the the focus in 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 sars cov has almost entirely been been on the cities and that's kind of understandable because all the cases the so far have an are imported you know as the official records show but these are all things that we have to uh, kind of take into account and uh in the worst hopefully these days i mean we don't see terrible days ahead but uh, it's really going to be a challenge and i really don't think that you know we can immediately fix all the years of neglect in our public healthcare systems and the government's you know low allocation of its uh, of healthcare into its gdp that has kind of accumulated over the years the economy hasn't been doing great for a long time and healthcare has not really been prioritized very well so it's we are going to face problems you know and most like history shows that you know in all of the countries it's the 150 to 200 mark of cases you know after which you have generally seen exponential rises you know in terms of the cases case pile up that counts we are still at 182 today as of 6 pm by the icmr records and 14000 samples from 13000 individuals have been tested so far and of course yes we have had only four deaths which is relatively low compared to you know what we're seeing elsewhere but these are we must brace for difficult times okay it looks like we'll have a lot to talk about in the coming days and i hope sure. to talk to both of you uh, very so i mean i hope to talk to both of you soon for uh, this, this series that Certainly. we'll do from from wherever we are and yeah. um, thank you both thank you both for joining me and okay. we'll catch up we'll catch Thanks, up tomorrow bye bye, bye. 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 bye.